0: Warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, my name's Rob and I'm a Key Stage 2 teacher
1: currently working in Year 4 and I've had the chance and the opportunity to work in Key Stage
0: 1 and Foundation as well. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with the legend of the founding of Rome. To listen to the story, download our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Romulus and Remus. There you can sign up to become an epic educator so you can stream a video of me telling the story straight to your children. You can also get a copy as an e-book or paperback illustrated by the dramatically adept Dave Hingley. Download the full audiobook at any time read by the beautifully voiced Erica Sanderson. And even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself.
2: Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Rob here by exploring how Romulus and Remus can help us with maths. The Romans did quite a lot for maths and, uh, well, for, for currency, generally, didn't they? I mean, I, I don't think they necessarily invented coinage, but theirs is certainly one of the earliest forms of uh, currency that we have in Europe. So I imagine you're going to explore money in some way, are you, Rob? Ka-ching! I
1: definitely <laughs> am. Uh, yeah, as you said, the, the currency was it was uniform as well, which a lot of previous currencies would be. They would have different values wherever yes, you were in yeah. the country or the world and things like that. I thought that Romulus and Remus could help us with some maths here with the question, how much does it cost to raise two children? Hmm. So from Faustulus the shepherd or from Luper the wolf's point of view, what are they getting themselves into looking after two children? So I would set, depending on the age range you're working with, uh, whether you're year three or year six, different amounts of money for the different things that you might need, like clothes, food, books, toys and then say, okay, mm-hmm. how much is this going to cost? And then say, okay, you need small multiply by two because there's two of them. And if something gets broken, what's going to happen? You can bring in budgets, whether you could bring in different options for clothing to think about the economizing and saving money and whether that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of work is done on currency and money in school, obviously. But I think thinking about how you save money and how you look after your money is a good area that we can explore as well because it's a key life skill
2: and it is a, a wonderful way to be a little bit mean i suppose but in in a safe way you can explore the idea of uncertainty so you can allow your children to create an entire budget based on how much they're getting for their sheep how much they're able to save up in their sacks of, of gold in their barn um, and then say oh this lovely budget that you've just carefully worked out you're going to have to um, rethink it a little bit because um, the local king has just sent his soldiers along to come and steal half of them <laughs> so you've got to just revise it all again and yeah d- in a very safe way um, encouraging people to to really plan for uncertainty
1: it's uh, yeah uh, yeah you've encapsulated it there perfectly it's it's something which, it, it, like you said, it is a key skill. And if children are exposed to it in a, in a classroom environment where there's no kind of chance of it really happening, mm. then it kind of does give them that experience. And um, you could set up a, a, a shop at the beginning of the maths lesson and say, okay, you can buy your sheep or you can buy food for your sheep. And then the next day, once the money's been taken, it could be, oh, okay, well, here's the shop what are you going to prioritize what are you are you going to buy food for your yeah food for your sheep or are you going to buy clothes to keep you warm because you can't Mm -hmm. afford both say which one is it going to be yeah goodness you could find as well that some children have been more careful with their money and or there are some who've splurged at the beginning of the week and gone yeah i'll have three of everything Mm -hmm. please yeah and then what are they how are they going to resolve the situation they've got themselves into or whether they've got enough to see them through? So yeah, it definitely builds up an understanding of not only how to calculate with money, but the
2: the real-life use of it as well. Absolutely, and I suppose the element of investing is going to come in there as well because the temptation might be to say um, well why do I need to feed the sheep if I'm going to be you know getting rid of all yeah. of the sheep by selling them at the market to make loads of money um, but of course you'll want to um, put some money aside to feed more sheep to um, look after some more sheep maybe I don't know buy some more lambs or however it works to make sure that you are able to make more money in the Absolutely. future yeah a so future yeah. plan and if
1: you if you don't buy food for the sheep are they going to sell for as much when you get to the market
2: yeah indeed all kinds of implications Mm. before we go down into the younger years then is there any other aspect of the story that um throws up a a maths link for ages 7 to 11 there is you could talk about uh how the
1: idea of place value has changed from the roman times to current times Mm. Uh, the romans didn't have a they didn't understand the concept of zero in the same way that we do. Mm. So when they were writing their numbers, they wrote them using letters. So there was a whole a different code almost to work out what the numbers yes, are. The Roman numerals. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it's a, a good way to explore other ways, which place value is looked at or was looked at. And to understand how that worked compared to what we've got and which is easier. Mm-hmm. I know writing the number 49 in, Arabic numerals that we use today is a lot easier than writing it in Roman numerals Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and uh, watching TV programs at the end when it says this was made in MDM XCCC is uh, a lot easier or a lot easier now if you just said "Oh, it was made in 1983 or something. Yeah. Why haven't they caught on to that yet? (laughs)
2: What what is it with TV programmers? (laughs) But
1: yes, how they would work out and how we would translate the Roman numerals into the numbers that we have today Mm. thinking about you might need to use the number zero even though they've not put it in the numerals that the Raymond's used. Yeah, and it's,
2: it's a great way of showing the link, but not just between maths and history, but also maths, history and literacy, because counting was effectively the very first form of language. The first writing we have is basically a tally system and exploring the different ways that people keep records of amounts and how that might have developed into the need to you know, have different words for larger quantities and and so on. And then arguing about who's got the most, you know, you can uh, explore the links there very nicely. Let's uh, drop down the years, though, to ages four to seven. Would you look at any of the money side of things on the budgeting side with them? Uh,
1: Year one and year two, I would start to look at money and recognising the value of different parts that they Mm. had doing very simple calculations with it. I think, yeah, definitely year one and year two, probably not as much a foundation. Mm-hmm. You would look probably more at the counting side of things with them.
2: So counting birds, for
1: instance. Counting birds and counting hills. Mm-hmm. There is There are seven hills in the city of Rome. So a good way that you could look at number bonds to seven would be to say, okay, Romulus has got three hills. How many hills does Remus have? Uh-huh. Uh, four hills. So so look at the number bonds. That way is a good way to practice them. I would look at the birds by thinking about how doubles are used. Learning the doubles is a key skill uh, foundation and some of year one as well. Mm-hmm. The birds help us here because there were six birds over each hill. And Romulus said, okay, well, there are 12. I can see 12 birds because he could see both sets of six and he went like that that was 12. So explore that double and look at the other doubles up to, double 20 mm-hmm. double 10 sorry which is 20 yeah good skills to practice that fantastic
0: that's all we have time for today folks if you try out any of these ideas or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners please do let us know on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy effective and lifelong learning. Tomorrow, Romulus and Remus will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio,
2: Cheerio. and we hope Hope to to hear hear your story story soon.